Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Apps. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Erin Weir, and this is a teen drama retrospective cast. We are looking back across the entirety of Shadowhunters. I know we just finished four, but why talk about four and then talk about it all? We're just going to talk about it all. We're just going to talk about it all. That's what final seasons do. They should, you know inform the rest of the uh the the series i i would say this one does yeah it and it definitely wraps things up yeah like like we always have to go back to riverdale of course um but riverdale it didn't like that last season was just its a, own a standalone thing. thing which like anyway uh but no we're talking about shadow hunters all the way through which uh meant we took a bit of extra time so that aaron could do some homework i guess yeah so over the past two weeks i read the entirety of city of bones which is the first book in the shadow hunters world mm-hmm. um the mortal instruments is the series that tells jason clary's story so it's the first book in the mortal instruments and then i also read I didn't I have to admit, I'll admit it here, I didn't finish it, but I read about half of City of Heavenly Fire, which yeah. is the sixth book, the last book in the Mortal Instruments yeah. series. Yeah, so if you remember, if you've been listening along, which, man, this would be a bad one for you, something to pop into <laughs> now. Uh, throughout this constantly, we've had Aaron saying, but in the book, and I, me being like, I don't really know that. So now, and it's, at sometimes the show, I guess, gaslighting Aaron, so wondering if the book even had it. So now, for at least City of Bones, which, because you've read them before. This is I've read them before. Refreshing your memory of the stuff. Yes. yes. This helped me clarify, like, what is stuff in the books and what is stuff that I have put into the books in my brain. Yeah. Or, because or, I watched the show. Yeah. Because when you have something that's, like, long ago and something that's very fresh, but they're very similar, it makes sense for you, for a mind to be like, but which one came from which? Totally, like the, the Milliorn thing has come yeah. up numerous times. Yeah, um, Milliorn in the books. Yeah, it is revealed in book six, Heavenly Fire, that he is half, only half fairy, so he can lie. Aaron, and when this did book is six, a really important. When did book moment. six come out? Oh, before the series ended. Okay. Um, uh, but was it before the series started? Mm, that's a good. Well, okay, yeah, the series started in two thousand sixteen. Yeah. And because I know she moved on from um, Mortal Instruments to doing uh, like, sorry, the specifically that arc doing other things in the Mortal Instruments. Yeah. So um, she took she took like a little break. She wrote the first three books, Mortal Instruments. And then she wrote another series, which is the Clockwork um, Prince Princess. I do remember seeing those. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it probably was before. I mean, it depends if you are doing Clockwork um, Prince. Well, Mortal Instruments was coming out because I remember seeing posters for that when I was working at the movie theater. Well, so. City of Heavenly Fire came out in 2014. Okay. So the series was, yeah. the Mortal Instruments series yeah. was done yeah. when this TV show started. They had they had the full well, source material to work with. This was no Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, admittedly, also, though, with that, uh, <laughs> it's the sort of thing where that feels like a very core thing of this character. But he's introduced in one, right? Yeah, he's introduced in one. Yeah. I like I don't I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to uh, you know uh, say things from them because like yeah if you're gonna work on the series and the entire series is done though at that point the first one the movie would have come out just as Heavenly Fire was being released then yes so the move but Milliorn doesn't show up no in no the no movie. I was just saying about like but yeah but, the movie was ahead well it just tells me about because I know the movie was made and then um it didn't do well enough to get a um 
a sequel. A sequel. But I think very quickly they went into producing it as a TV show. show. So, so I think they were probably in the production of it. It takes a long time to make things. I oh, need totally. to make that clear. And like different rights holders can hold the rights for like a TV yeah. show versus a movie uh, versus whatever. So this is me trying to be like, oh, it makes sense for that. But it is worth, like that is a very core thing of the character that is six books in. So I, I think they might be like, well, yeah, we'll read, like get, get us together. We'll read the first few to get an idea of like, because that's what we're doing with the series. Yeah. We're just doing the first couple ones. So And, I mean, and to be fair, Millie doesn't, in the books, Millie doesn't need to lie. Yeah. Until the last book, yeah, that that is the thing. Like I think at that, uh, like until that point, they're working under the assumption that he can tell the truth is perfectly fine. Yeah, um, it's just it's essentially the decision is: do we at the last minute? I guess the question was: do we at the last minute in that final bit when like you know they're all tying each other together, reveal Meliorn is half? It feels like because that feels like that's another thing with the angel thing where it's mm-hmm. like well. Now we know something about this character where we can look back and be like, well, was he lying? What else was he lying about? I do think if that's the case, they probably made the right decision. Well, and okay, so the thing is, the yeah. reason that he needs to lie in the last book yeah. is because the Sealy Queen is working with Jonathan yeah. and actually using him. Like the Jonathan. The Sealy Queen is actually using Jonathan to achieve her ends. Yeah. And so she, um, all of the members of the Downwarder Council, are meeting in Idris to try to figure out what to do about Jonathan. Yep. And Millioran's like, I'm going to put on a dinner for the Downworlder representatives. And everyone's going to come to my house and have a dinner before we all meet. So yeah. we can, like, bond as Downworlders. And so Raphael, also Raphael, conveniently in the books, you yeah. know how in the TV show, like, the Downworlders we knew who yeah. were in New York were the ones who were on the cat council yeah in the book actually both Raphael and magnus like wheel and deal their way to be there they're not actually supposed to be the representatives well, well i mean i i think which even, makes more sense well i think even in the book like it's kind of just a shorthand it makes sense for the people you know to be the people on the council because but they're w- the people you know but if this, i may yeah. more importantly yes that they are on the council yeah Millerin's like i'm gonna put on this dinner and then he uses that to poison drug kidnap yeah the downloader representatives and then holds them in Edom so that the Sealy Queen can get what she wants. Yeah. So that's why it's significant in book six yeah. that he needs to be able to lie. However, in the TV show, they've really kind of like shown that they have very little idea of what to do with the Sealy Queen. Well, I mean. Because she has no real power in the TV show. They have no plot for her. I, I would also say, once again, going a bit to something that I kind of talked a little bit about um, just very quickly in this one was... um. That when Meliorn was like dying, I'm like, he doesn't feel like a big enough character for that. It feels like something like with like very similar to that yeah. as well, where it's like if suddenly it revealed that all along he he could lie and that is like, but it's Meliorn, the guy who we see once a season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you would only need it like it wouldn't even need to be Meliorn. It could be literally any fairy. Yeah. Takes them to this dinner and then. You go, well, nothing bad could have happened to them there. Like, a fairy took them. Fairies yeah. can't lie. And then it's, yeah. well, that fairy was half. Yeah, yeah. Like, that that's what it is. It didn't have to be Milliorn. No, yeah, I understand that. Um, but they didn't have any interest in doing that plot whatsoever because the show never really had a lot of interest in giving the Sealy Queen yeah. the amount of power she should have. Yeah, no. 
Yeah, I also don't have a lot of interest in that specific plot, but they they should have given the Seelie Queen something. Well, and more. also the so the whole thing like you know how they go to eat them like numerous times in the TV show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, except Aaron, if you go there, you'll die. At the beginning of Heavenly Fire, yeah. they don't know that Edom is an actual realm you can go to. <laughs> they think that it's just another name for hell. <laughs> so they didn't realize it was like a subsec a subdivision of hell. Yeah. Ah. Uh, I mean, now, now, admittedly, that's how they treated it for a lot of the show. Though they mm-hmm. did early on call it a realm of hell. Well, they they think it's just mythological. Like they don't know anyone who's been there. Yeah. At, at that point, Alec and Magnus are broken up because Alec did his whole thing where he tried to make Magnus yeah. not a warlock anymore. Yeah. Which does happen in the show. Yeah. Well, I mean, Alec wasn't the one who tried to make him not a warlock anymore. Alec was the one who tried to make him a warlock again. No. Okay, so there's this whole subplot in the books yeah. where Alec doesn't want Magnus to live forever. Yes. Because he's worried that they'll be alone. So he yeah. works with Camille to not take his magic away yeah. to make him human. Yeah, that, does, that doesn't happen in the TV series. Yeah, and so then, obviously, it doesn't work and Magnus feels terribly betrayed that Alec was working with Camille. Yeah. So anyway, they're broken up the beating of Heavenly Fire. Yeah. Which is... Obviously, if Magnus was there, he would be like, okay, well, Edom does exist, and my dad does, in fact, yeah, you know, um, yeah. rule over it with Lilith. Here, so this is, this is not, I want to preface this by saying this is not a bad thing, mm-hmm. um, but, it, but just hearing, like, the beginning, like, stuff from the first book and stuff from the last book really does has the feeling of uh, Cassandra Clare pivoted at certain points, which I think is great. I think it's definitely good. I I was a question I had in my head for a while yeah. was do you think when Cassandra Clare wrote book one, mm-hmm. she consciously thought in her head, Meliorn is half fairy and can lie? Um, or do you think that's something that she brought? I don't Me- think Meliorn's not in book one, so Well, I do think when Meliorn when did he appear then? Uh, he's like a paramour of Izzy's at one point who comes up. Do you know what book it was? Yeah, it was before Valentine died, so before book three. Okay, so book two. Book two or early yeah. book three. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you do you think at that point, um, when she first introduced that character, her thought was, this this guy's half fairy, so someday he can lie? Yes, I do think so, because okay. pretty early on, the Seelie Queen does a favor for Clary, yeah. and she says, I'm going to come back and I'm going to ask for a favor from you. Yeah. And the favor that she asks for from Clary is that Milliorn is the representative on the on the council. I mean, I I, so, I also I also just think that like having like the doing the thing where it's like, ooh, this uh, weird like like you know, the Queen of the Fairies what has it like you owe a favor to them. It's just a, a, such a great thing for a writer to mm-hmm. give themselves. As yeah. Like I, I would definitely just be like. Yeah, let's let's set let's have that be a thing there, and then when I want to use it, that is a first is a sort of Damocles hanging over yep. them, and then later you can be like, yeah, let's just grab and use you, that there. You're saying that, but she cashes in on the same book, and Clary yeah. goes, "Well, that was weird. Like, I don't know why she would ask for that. That's a pretty simple little thing." Yeah, cool. So yeah, um, so it was set up like well ahead of time. I would argue that I don't really think she pivoted as much as you think. She did from the way me describing this. Yeah. Um, because the books move much, much slower than the TV show. Yeah. Simon is not a vampire at the end of the first book. He has not even been bitten and is in the process of yeah. becoming a vampire. Like, the the end of the first book is... Um, so, the, the whole thing where he becomes a rat. Yeah. And they go to the Hotel Du Mor and they meet Raphael and he helps them sneak in and then he reveals that he's actually the second in command. Yeah. Um, it's only Clary and Jace. Mm-hmm. 
the rest of the team isn't there and then they're in a big fight and a bunch of wolves bust in yeah. and they're able to escape because the wolves are distracting the vampires yeah so they run up to the roof of the building and then they steal a vampire motorcycle and they fly it to escape which is kind of a thing that sort of happens in the tv show yeah except, except, so it's more of a flirty thing that he's yeah. like well i mean he he does the, need a motorcycle but he did it in a flirty way well, the, to do the i can show you the world yeah the, the <laughs> battle for simon in the hotel dubois yeah. and the vampire motorcycle are like separate incidents in the tv show yeah, yeah. i don't even think they happen in the same um, episode Ooh, i mean he he steals the motorcycle when they go to the vampire bar yeah no but i but but they go to the vampire bar because they're doing like like I think it's pretty clear in the show that he went there to steal a motorcycle mm-hmm. um, because they were doing something. It wasn't just a fun yeah. night. He, he turned it into a date thing. Yeah. But I think they had a goal in mind that was either to, like, get to a place. It might have been Simon was kidnapped by Camille. No. So Simon um, – well, it could have been after Simon was turning into a vampire. Yeah. Which would put it at, like, a completely different place in the storyline. Yeah. Um, but literally what happens is they are at Magnus's party. Yeah. Simon drinks the blue drink, turns into a rat. Yes. They, Magnus is like, this party's over. There's too many vampires and too many dumb shadow hunters here. Yeah. He kicks everyone out. And then as they're being kicked out, a vampire steals the rat from Clary's backpack. Yeah. And then Alec and Izzy go home and Jace bullies Magnus into telling him where the vampires are. Yeah. Then Jace and Clary go. Yeah, because that... And then they have to escape with the motorcycle. So that's all like one incident. Yeah. In the book. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying that I think if I have to really think about it, it they might have just inverted it. That the motorcycle went to, the, I I just I know that when they did the motorcycle thing, they were going to a place. There was something that they were specifically doing. But um, I, I think the Simon Rat thing was still paired with Magnus's party in the, the TV show. The Simon Rat, but they all went. In, in the Simon Rat thing's the movie. In the in the TV show, he never became a rat. Oh, they just kidnapped him. Yes. Okay. In the in the movie, him and Izzy were in the van. And then, oh, that's right. And they kidnap him from the van. Yes, and he yes. feels bad because she liked him too much to yes. protect him. Um, um, yes, that's that, that, that was what happened with uh, there. It, the, it's interesting because it does sound like the writers of the show came. Some of them must have been fans of the movie or they just or like, the, I mean, the movie may have been a bit easier to like absorb for some of mm-hmm. them because the same plot point happens in both of them, which is that Simon becomes a vampire in the first in the only movie yeah and in like the first couple episodes yes right yeah whereas um so tv show um the rat incident happens the flying thing happens and then they find out that valentine is back hodge keeps saying that he's calling for adults mm-hmm. but hodge never calls for adults because hodge is in cahoots with valentine yeah. they get the cup from the tarot card with clary's drawing power yep um they which, which never really came up again in the tv show Right. They find out that Luke is a wolf and that yeah. he was, in fact, lying when he was saying he didn't care about Clary. Yeah. Um, and then Hodge calls Valentine. Hodge gives, gives Valentine the cup. Valentine sees Jace, kidnaps him. Yeah. And then Clary and Luke and a bunch of the wolves go to uh, the smallpox infirmary, mm-hmm. Renwick's smallpox infirmary on an island. Yes. They go there to get Jace back and to get her mom. And... We, she, her mom's in a coma, and they take her. Alaric dies. Gretel dies um, during the battle yes. for um, for Valentine. He also has lots of the Forsaken. Yep. Which are the humans with the ruins. Yep. And then she finds Jace, and Jace is like, "It's okay, my dad's back." Mm. And then Valentine walks in, and he's like, "See, my dad." There's no dumb Michael Whalen fake face thing. Yep. Um, and then she has to like use her words. 
to try to break through to Jace that yeah. like his dad do be sucking. Yeah, it's 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 fascinating to look at it um, from what they essentially decide to focus on, and some of that might not might not even be like you know uh, a decision that they made just be like the restraints mm-hmm. that they had. Like in the movie, um, they do have the fight with the werewolves and all those things, but. It happens at the Institute. Yes. Um, but in the TV show, they did go to another location. But they went to the boat, which is the fight that they... No, the first the first location where they actually got the... Um, where where they th- where Michael Whalen revealed itself. It, I, oh, that's when they went to Valentine's Hideout. Yes. Which was also... Wasn't that in like a mental institution or something too? Yeah, the problem is that it, there's a lot... Or a warehouse. Well, for a while it was in Chernobyl. Oh, that's right. And then he moved to just... The thing is a lot of his... Even the, even the boat... A lot of them were just kind of like generic, grimy warehouse style. That's true. They all look the same. Yeah, and the, well, and so some of that is because it's a TV show you have re- reduced budget. The movie, oh, totally. The movie had more budget, but I think because they already have the institute set, mm-hmm. I would almost argue that I do, do think it's more climatic to have the fight actually at the institute to have it be oh. Because you said the Institute is a safe place right after Clary, you know, has mm-hmm. her other safe place destroyed. And then it's invaded again, I think, feels stronger than we go to another place. Yeah. So the Institute, um, the Institute's, this is interesting. Yeah. Because then this segues into the Jonathan thing. Yeah. So the Institute's never get breached. Yeah. Until... Jonathan starts his campaign against Shadow Hunters. Yeah. And I feel like the TV show, maybe they would have done it if they had had time, if they had gotten that fourth season. But to lose Jonathan's entire and darkened storyline really like pulls the teeth out of the character and out of the point of the story. Yeah. Um, so what happens is with the, and maybe they weren't ever going to do it because of the storyline of season three. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know how. Jonathan like razzle dazzles Clary into being mind controlled by him with the twinning rune. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the twinning rune. The twinning rune makes her razzle dazzled. Yeah, yeah, it it, it confused. Yeah. Um, and then they roam around trying to get the Morgan's turn sword. Yes. So in um the fifth book, which I can't remember the name of, Jace is razzle dazzled. Yeah. To follow Jonathan around. Yeah, yeah, you meant yeah, you mentioned yeah. that during. So the... they they kind of did it with the owl, and then yeah, and then they were done with that storyline, and they do kidnap Clary, and she does go with them. Yeah, and what he is roaming around to do is he is roaming around to find a disgraced Iron Sister who will make a se- separate, different mortal cup for him. Okay, cool. Yeah, I like that. And so what he does with that cup is he creates these warriors called the Endarkened. Mm-hmm. So they are shadow hunters, but he makes them drink from his dark cup. And basically they're under his control. Like they lose who they are. Mm-hmm. But they still have the faces of the people who they were before. Yeah. So you know how we were talking before about how shadow hunters like never will believe that shadow hunters will do bad things? Yeah. <laughs> that feeds right into the Endarkened storyline yeah. where they have these battles and they're like, oh, you know, Jonathan only has 20 warriors. We can just go. And people are excited to go because they think that the Spiral Labyrinth is working on a cure. Yeah. And they're like, no, we'll go and we're going to capture our people. Yeah. And we can turn them back into themselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's one guy who has to kill his parabatai and then yeah. commit suicide afterwards because yeah. there's no turning them back. And these are the faces of people you love. Yeah. And you're forced. So Jonathan doing that is so, like, dark and gross. And it, and it, and it fights against, like, the core of what shadow hunters are. Yeah, and, and it would feed into the um, uh, 
<laughs> it's weird. It would work. It would both work and not work in the sense of it would feed into the fact that we know that there's a shadow hunters everywhere. Um, but I think it would also not be as impactful because the shadow hunters we do meet are kind of treated as like faceless drones. Like, yeah, yeah. Ver- versus where this kind of feels like you you need to be like there are few shadow hunters. Everyone is important. Yes. And everyone has like a defined connection versus like there's a bunch in the background. Well, I, 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 yeah. I, think, I think I still I think um fit like physically <laughs> I think I think they could do it. Like there's mm. definitely there's definitely a path that can make that exact thing happen. It's just instead of Jonathan's like weird powers. He didn't even get those weird powers until. No, he flew away before the the two uh, the two episodes. Yes, yeah, yeah, he flew away but, at the end of the original. But his, his first he could have gained the power season. he could have gained could have been a mind altering power. Yes, which is well, it would have been a hint as to why why Claire uh, for Clary's things like he was unconsciously doing that to Clary. Yeah, and I will consciously do it to other people. So there there was there was definitely a physical path to it. How it would land is obviously down to how it would land. Well, and I think you're right. I think they kind of set up a situation where they couldn't do it when in season one. When in season one, they made the decision to have all of the shadow extras. Yes. As soon as you add the shadow extras, you kind of biff up a lot of the a lot of the key elements of yeah. the source material. Like, it becomes a different a different story. Yeah. The thing the thing is that I'm very much of the mind that I do not super care about changes between source material to adaptation because adaptations are adaptations they're seeing different things as long as it keeps like a lot of a lot of the core stuff mm-hmm. um, or it's very clear what they are intending to do like so uh i, I want to i'm gonna finish this thought but i yes. just want to do a quick uh, explanation of what i just said which yes. is like for example in this show there's you mentioned like, oh they're making a new cup mm-hmm. they kind of drop the mortal instruments after a while yes and that's because this show is called shadow hunters yeah so i'm like yeah, yeah, you know what? You made a show called Shadow Hunters. I think you decide to focus on them. And then that, you find a different path to give Jonathan the yeah. mind control powers. So that'd be fine. I'd be fine with that. Which is perfectly fine. Like it, this the movie was called The Mortal Instruments, but this one wasn't. Um but it feels like having treating them like they are a cop procedural is doesn't work with what it sound like not mm-hmm. not only from what you've said from what has happened in the show so many times it feels so weird that there's just so many just like people in the background and they have all this tech stuff like they don't feel like they are a a force separate from our own like a weird yeah. thing instead they feel like they are just secret super cops yes and you know i feel like <laughs> they don't feel like hunters of monsters they feel like secret super cops yes and i feel like knowing that the shadow hunters are kind of an endangered species is, like, really important for understanding how Valentine gets away with what he does. Yeah. Um, and, it, I mean, it's a key part. Excuse me. In this first book, they're talking about um, A, Clary says to Jace, like, don't you ever want to stop doing this? And he's like, well, you can't really stop being a shadow hunter. Yeah. Like, it yeah. is who you are. It's Ver- a calling. Versus that thing early on when the, when the guy's, like... I'm calling, checking out calling, this time. calling his wife and being like, don't kill me. I have a wife and child. I'm like, yeah, and they're also shadow hunters. Yeah, but I think in the show they're not. No, no. In, in the show, it's very much treated like a job, except for when it's not. And that's that's where you can see like, the oh. The disconnect. Yeah, because if you, if you ask me like, is the show a good adaptation of the books? I think I would say no, because it feels like it misses a lot of the, like, the thing, like the things about 
the yeah. books that makes the book stand out. I think that is honestly a separate question from whether or not the show is good and entertaining. Yes. But if you're going to ask, is it a good adaptation? I think I would have to say no. I don't think it is either, especially yes. having just watched the show and been immersed with it and then going right to rereading the books. Yeah. There's a lot of... A lot. Of, there's some clever things, but there's some things where I'm like, you don't get the point. Yeah, because like, like, I mean, like, qu- quickly, like, I, I just this example we have, like the whole Meliorn thing. If they yeah. entirely cut Meliorn's character, like, you you could be like, okay, the TV show decided we we understand where this goes. Mm-hmm. We don't think it's very interesting. Like, yeah. and and that is. That is honestly a fair decision for the for them to make, even even if people like would disagree. Like, oh no, I think that that thing is very important. That's just the only one I can think of. But yeah, like. and you know, I think I think what's more important about sort of that storyline is that one of the downworld races decided to work with Jonathan. Yeah, but uh, the father. But you could was, do it in a different way. <laughs> well, the, well, they have done. They did do it. In a different okay, way. she was not working with him. No, I was thinking like in the Valentine. Like as soon as she was like, "Yeah, Valentine, you can go through my." Oh yeah. <laughs> like the the Seelys were always just like not working <laughs> with any of the good people <laughs> ever, <laughs> ever. And they just like they they did the Seely Queen. They did her so dirty. They did her. It's it, like they never bothered to think about well, what her her end game would be. Well, it it feels like they're just like, oh, well, I mean, we gotta have the bad monsters. We can't have the vampires because Simon's going to be a vampire, and like, it, like we can't have the werewolves because all the werewolves are like this. But they, <laughs> but it's like they decided, no, we do have to have one which is like. It feels very classic fantasy with like, oh no, we gotta have the evil ones. Yeah, so we're picking because like, 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 like Meliorn is Meliorn feels like, oh no, he's the exception. Meliorn is nice, but but ooh, <laughs> but Seelys. the rest of the fairies, yeah. Ooh. I mean, Hound's fine, but you know, she's only she's half, so you know, that's like it's it's it just it has that feeling. I don't want to say that's what they were thinking, but it's maybe but th- that, that's how it comes across. <laughs> it's a <an> conscious <laughs> thing. Um, I want to quickly just mention uh, the whole, when you're talking about, like, Jonathan's uh, storyline. And considering mm-hmm. that he, so when does Jonathan appear in the books? Okay, so um, during the war against Valentine, basically all the shadow hunters are, like, called back to Idris. Okay. Back to Idris to be safe. Cool. And the, obviously, the Lightwoods do not have a house in Idris because they have been banished because they were a part of the Circle. Remember the Circle Bros? <laughs> well, yeah. You know, g- good they've been banished and not given. <laughs> I mean, they were banished to New York. They were given an institute because they're very, oh, very wealthy. And, and we did we did talk about that it, that it would work if the New York Institute was the bad institute. Yes, and they were given the bad institute. Cool. The only people who live in the institute in New York are the Lightwoods, yeah. Jays, and Hodge. Because that feels like a, oh, these people have a lot of political power and a lot of money, mm-hmm. but, you know, they did do bad things. So instead of, like, punishing them doing that, we're just going to shuffle them off. Yeah. We're going to restructure and just kind of move them off to a different area. This isn't where it seems like New York is the most important institute in the world. And so they do get to go to Idris sometimes, but yeah. only on business. They're never allowed to build a life there. Yeah. Alec and Izzy had, like, never seen it. I mean, the the whole thing where it's, like, the politeness is a, something that could be very fun to do. And you see some of it in the show. Mm-hmm. This whole thing where it's like, like, oh, well, we know there was a incident a little while but ago. We don't but talk we don't about talk about it. And it's, of course it's been dealt with. They're, they're in New York. Well, I mean, I was even just thinking there's like with the whole Valentine thing. Like there's yeah. some elements that were pretty cool where it's just like them being like, no. It's not them being like, you know, um, 
because I think there's a part of them that's like aware. Oh, definitely he could come back. But like, no, no, no. Of course, oh. of course he didn't. That would be that would be um <laughs> that would be a shame. Kevin, he would shame himself. The kids in the book, yeah. don't know what the circle is. They yeah. think that Valentine just like did it alone. No, admittedly, I think in the show they don't learn about the circle for a bit. They know Valentine, but yeah. I do think the circle is they a thing that out. comes out late. Because they, they see the symbols and like, what is that? That's right. Because Hodge explains what the circle is. So um, anyway, then they have to go back to Idris. Yeah. And even the Lightwoods get to go, but they don't have a house there. So they're staying with the Penhollows. Yeah. Which is like Aline and Gia yeah. and yeah, yeah, we know um, and a cousin yeah. comes to stay with them. Cousin Sebastian. All right. And it is a man with dark hair. Because he has dyed his hair. Yes. Who's like. Yeah, the glamour is not a huge thing in the books. It sounds no. like. Yeah. So he's like super into. They glamour themselves all the time. But just to like hide from mundane. So well, not no. To look that, different. That's like, yeah. the, the, the glamour was don't let mundane see. Mm-hmm. Which the, the clearly the makers of the show were like. Oh. But what if they could look like other people? And I'm like. That's cool. But have but that's also very annoying to have as a thing. Oh, totally. Like the fact that it seems like not nobody has ever come up with a counter to a very common thing ability that is, all shadow hunters can do. Yeah, it's very very goofy. So they're in Idris. Um, Sebastian is also staying in the house. Cousin Sebastian. Yep. Clary has already found out that she and Jace are related, so they're real bummed. Yeah. Cousin Sebastian um, and Clary go on like a journey to try to get some information. He tries to kiss her. She has an immediate repulsion. Yeah. For obvious I, reasons. Yeah. Um, and then in the third book, that's when Valentine wages his war on Idris and Clary creates the binding rune and Sebastian kills Max and is revealed to be Jonathan. Cool. So the answer to my question was book two. Yeah, book two he shows So up. it sounds like Jonathan was, is like a big thing throughout like the book. Yes. Like, like and then they think that he is dead at the end of book three. Yes. But it sounds but like obviously he yeah. comes. So Lilith does her he, thing. He is in many ways the overarching villain of the series. Yes. It's, it sounds like, like that's essentially the case. Like, he, because, considering how it seems like it ends with him and he comes in pretty quick at the beginning. Yeah. He's um, definitely under Valentine's thumb during the books that Valentine is alive. Yeah. I mean, that but makes sense. in a shocking turn of events, Valentine is a bad dad. Yeah. Uh, so, or Jonathan, in fact, changes his name after Valentine dies so he won't be Jonathan Morgenstern <laughs> anymore. And yeah. he starts going by Sebastian. <laughs> yeah. So they... So yeah, so it sounds like he was um, uh, a lot. So it makes sense to like do the try, try to get that ending in there because that is the end. Like that is the yeah, that's that, how it that, ends. And that is the that's a core element of the series is Jonathan. Yes. So I how to put this the whole Jonathan death thing. Um, I have two things that I think that probably could have been stronger. Mm-hmm. Not by even adding in more, like, like if they had a fourth season. Just from what they had done before. And I think either he would have to be a bit more... Have more redeeming traits. Just a few things where it's like, oh, he's not all bad like mm-hmm. it's still the stuff he does still should be like overwhelming but like the thing is he is cartoonishly evil all throughout the series so there was never a moment where i felt like this boy got corrupted yeah so when he dies at the end because like i when i feel sad about him dying because clary told him i'm like oh because clary wanted something i don't feel bad for jonathan jonathan no. should die um but 
you feel bad because Clary wanted something from him that he wasn't. So if you, which is fine, you could have just had that. But I feel yeah. like it would be less of a thing there if one, he had just had a few redeeming features. He just like didn't want to, like he tried to, he just straight up tried to murder Max. He, he, he didn't, but yeah. Um, but he, like he is just a, he's just a bad guy. Or oh, and also. If the, his redeeming things weren't Clary focused, because yeah. Cl- Clary being like, "Oh, but he has these nice things," I'm like, "Yeah, specifically for you." Yeah, he is obsessed with you. Or the alternative, if you don't want to give him any redeeming things, mm-hmm. but just make him like just nice to Clary, um, just cut the whole incest thing. Yeah, because it just comes off a bit too much. Where he's like, like the the idea of it's like, yeah. He's putting he's putting nice coins into the sex machine. <laughs> like he just comes off as like, of course he's nice to you, Clary. He wants to sleep with you in a very weird way. Wait. Whereas if if he was just like, I have a sister and I love my sister and that's the only thing I have. Mm-hmm. But they really, really wanted to do that. They really wanted to do it, and I think <laughs> making Clary be the one who gets razzle dazzled makes it worse yeah okay so um because i i I, do have to apologize um when we were talking about this recently i did say i was like no like they have that one kiss when they go on the journey and then like never again i forgot there is a moment when they're traveling around in the uh apartment where he does like kind of try to force himself upon her it's it's both good to know that the series didn't make decide to just be like someone on the tv series mm. and so like oh we got to push this more it's also kind of funny that that you're just like no i refuse to believe no, that happened but i think the problem is mind controlled clary is too sexy with him i mean yeah. and so it has like a distinctly different tone yeah. and that's why i was like no that doesn't happen <laughs> because that doesn't happen well, like no, he yeah but anyway so the way that they try to deal with the jonathan things in the book if i may Sure. Yeah. Is um there are a lot of like sequences where people are being shown what demons think their greatest fantasy are, or there's like dream sequences. So there are like several sequences where Jonathan is like a normal man with green eyes who was never corrupted by demon blood, but then at the end, um, he and Jace are or no, he and Jace have been separated. He is hit with a sword that burns all the demon out of him, mm-hmm. and there is so little human left. Yeah. That he can't live. But there's like a prolonged sequence where he like interacts with Clary and you see that like he could have been. I said that. Yeah. Yeah. When, when, when we when we did our file thing last time, when I said about him yeah. him dying at the end, I'm like, I'm like, because he he has been dead, essentially. And yes. I mean, it just it's just very funny because I have not read the books. <laughs> But I was like, that would have been like, wouldn't like. That's uh, the thing that and, makes sense. Well, and I even said that, like, I mean, I think in it, I said, like, I can head, like, honestly, I think that works. Like, I don't think it needs to be something that is strictly said, because once again, they only had a limited amount of time with those two episodes. Um, it is something enough that I can definitely just be like, that's probably what happened. That's my reading of that mm-hmm. was that, um, that he just didn't have any, once the demon was gone from him, he didn't have any. Enough human left. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, which, well, so I think that's very cool. Very astute, yeah, right? <laughs> but it's just, it gets so messy because it's right and it's in the source material and it's interesting, yeah. but it got all tied up with the angel telling her she can never make another rune again and then she makes a rune and that's what she uses to kill him. Yeah. Like, okay, okay, TV show. Um, Let's focus on one thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's tough to hear, like, okay, now 
do everything and do episodes. The I, I honestly, I don't want to be like, I know they had a vision. I would have cut the Clary and the Angels saying No More Ruins storyline. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the thing is is that... With the time you had. Well, okay, so, no, here here's essentially what it is. So, they do this a few times throughout there where um, they'll... I understand their attempt. They're trying to center Clary. Mm-hmm. They're trying to make Clary the core of the story. Yeah. Um, they Clary got mind controlled. Clary has her memories taken away. But it's a but it's a very like shallow way of looking at it because they're like, oh, but if we make Clary be the one who has things happen to her, then she's then she's the important one. And I'm like, yeah. no, like because I, th- I think we saw the best with the owl storyline. Despite the fact that I do think they unfortunately did not give Clary a lot of time in that to grapple with those things. Mostly Mm -hmm. because once he was an owl, it was very weird. Um, But by having something happen to someone she cares about, Clary gets to go on an emotional journey. Yeah. Versus versus when Clary's mind controlled, it feels very much like if you get punched, it hurts. Like, you're right. And you're like, yes, but if your mom gets punched... You all of a sudden have to deal with the fact that somebody punched your mom. And that is a lot more interesting of a, in a sense of a story. Like, well, obviously, you don't want your mom yeah. to get punched. But, like, quite honestly, they gave Catherine McNamara a lot of screen time. Yeah. And they gave Clary, actually, nothing to do. Yeah. Like, because I feel like that was like why they're thinking of that ending. Because you because that ending was technically Simon's ending. Yes. Um, which, like, I don't know. And, and Simon goes into that ending deliberately Simon knows what is going to happen and he makes a deal to save his friends yeah well it's the weird thing because they didn't do a good job with any of them being like I want an out even Simon who I think would be the most I would definitely take an out Mm -hmm. had the opportunity and didn't yeah he had the he had the cure and he could have just done it. And there wasn't anything in the moment where he's like, but I need my vampire powers right now. He just didn't. And they gave Maya, like, the worst. Yeah. Maya is so poorly served in the third season of the show. It's it's it's, inter- it's just because I'm thinking of specifically Luke. Luke gets the ending where he becomes a shadow hunter again. So they're like, oh, look, everyone gets, like, like people are turning back into other things. I'm like, yeah, but no, who... But was that a thing that we that we that we as that an we audience were like, Whoa, were we, oh were man, we invested I, in Luke becoming oh, a shadow oh, hunter? Oh man, I really hope Luke gets to be a shadow hunter again. Even if they just had him being like, I can never be a shadow hunter. They spend the entire season setting up it's okay for to, a shadow hunter and a um, downworlder to date. And also, <laughs> he like Jocelyn's dad, so it's not even like he wants to date a shadow hunter. I mean, he does. Maris, Maris isn't a shadow hunter. She got to ruined. Oh, that's true. That's She's true. a mundane. Yeah. So like, so now it's just. There, it's, it's if it, the thing is those final two episodes just feel like a lot. It feels like they're like, oh, we gotta do stuff. Well, and you know what's super interesting? <laughs> okay, so you know how in the TV show Maya just kind of like falls into being the leader of the New York clan. <laughs> I mean, I would say that feels the most aggressively. We don't have time, doesn't it? Because <laughs> what happens again? Yeah. Because you know I've read have Heavenly Fire. So yeah. at the beginning of Heavenly Fire, Luke has been like, I got to go to Idris. We got to deal with this Jonathan Morgenstern thing. Yeah. And then Bat is the second in command. So he's running things. And then Jonathan is like, tries to destroy the London Institute, but there's a ghost there and the 
ghost stops them. Yeah, as it would. Yes. And so he gets mad mm-hmm. and he goes and kills all the predators instead. Because he's like, look, they work with shadow hunters. Guess what, down world? I yeah. could have worked with you, but if you're going to work with the shadow hunters, I'm going to kill you all. Or at the very least driving a wedge through by, by being like, if you work with the shadow hunters, this is what you get. Well, and he purposely leaves Maya alive so that she will tell people <laughs> that. It's funny because in the TV show, it feels like the Praetors are specifically not working with, with the shadow. Because right? they're, they're the secret KGB. <laughs> and so Maya goes back and remember Rufus? I do remember Rufus. So Rufus is like, Luke doesn't know how to support us. He's working with shadow yeah, hunters. He's, he's basically a shadow. He's, he's being, being Rufus. Rufus. He's being Rufus. He's doing what Rufus does. And so Rufus challenges Bat for like supremacy of the um the clan. Yep. And they're like, this is just for interim supremacy. Luke is still coming back. This is interim. <laughs> and then Maya like busts into the fight right as when Rufus is going to kill Bat. And yeah. she's like, no, 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 no. I'm here because I'm trying to work with the vampires so we can all work together. So I, so then she kills Rufus so yeah. that they can work together. Yeah. <laughs> which is so much more active than anything they've given Maya to do for seasons. I mean, uh, admittedly, uh, the entire ending for a lot of, like, Luke and Maya is just sort of, oh, good, congratulations. Like, they didn't do anything. They didn't they, do anything. The, the, the last choice, I mean, you could argue that Maya not taking the cure was a choice but it wasn't presented in that way yeah it, it's, it's so weird because it is a choice you're right it, it, not right I, I was only said it <laughs> it is a choice it is a choice for her to choose to do to be like i'm not going to take it but it never felt like an option even though yes. even though literally she ha- like she he was giving it to her and saying Take, take it, this. take it. It didn't feel like an option because her entire world is werewolf. She didn't have anything outside to connect to. Like, you could argue that you could have made it with Luke if, you know, mm. like, uh, Clary's mom was alive or there was a shadow hunter and there's that whole thing, even though the story is about yeah. it's actually fine. But for her, it didn't feel like she had, like, other than you're not a werewolf anymore, there wasn't, like, a thing for her to go for on the other side. Well, and I think that's part of the problem with the cure. Because you can tell that they're, like, kind of trying to follow the book storyline. And they're trying to get to a place where the books are. But the cure is so disconnected from that. And they've never really figured out how to, like, tie it back together. Yeah. Like, the the cure is so... So weird. It's so weird. (laughs) So it's such a weird thing. I don't even know how to talk about Glorious. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's... It's... The thing with a whole lot of the magic of this show where they like I I I'm hesitant like I I think disinterested it could describe at least some of the writers' interest in the books. I think disinterested mm-hmm. might be right. I think it's disinterested is definitely true for if they like fantasy. They do not like magic. They, they actively it seems whenever they can just don't want to use magic. And it feels like every time they do, it's like forced onto them like fine i guess, I guess we'll have magic but they'll constantly be like oh can't track them can't do it i'm like i understand cutting off the thing that would solve the problem super easy but it always just comes off well, it's like, like oh, i don't do magic stuff he activated his anti-tracking ruin okay come on at least make them cross water we know tracking doesn't work across water that's why yeah. valentine had a boat i mean the thing is that like it's and, there's, and, you know, there's at least one big river in New York. As soon as they're off Manhattan, you can't track them anymore. The, sorry, I just want to say this. The, yeah, no. um, the, 
having them how to display how to say this it felt like they because this came out in 2016 i feel like this came out just before we got like a big it's okay for things to be really magical resurgence yeah, um, that's like, fair. Like, I mean, I kind of give that a bit to Shadow and Bone, even though Shadow and Bone was during, it was like 2020? 2020, 2019, maybe. Later. Think, yeah. Um, but. But we, we did have we, a lot more fantasy. And we start, Ga- Game of Thrones took off. N- well, I, I wouldn't like necessarily. The Game more of, fantasy seasons of Game of yes, Thrones yeah, took you off. Yeah, you got a few yeah. more things where it was more of like that. But like, honest, like, yeah, these are people doing magic. We're not doing, because as much as I love like Lord of the Rings, the original mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings. It's not very magical. No, it's not very. It's, it's ne- neither are the early seasons of Game of Thrones. Yeah, like yeah. really. I mean, the and even the later ones, he still kept very much into like they're doing rituals. Yeah, and things like where it felt very, which is the magic system he wants to use, and that's fine. Uh, but I, I feel like Shadow and Bone, Wix, Wix, like the live action Wix. I yeah, mean, yeah, like like right around that time, I think I feel like maybe that was when they. Why, when they were making it, they were like, no, 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 people don't like this. We got to make sure we really mitigate the magic. We'll have Magnus, like, swirl his hands around a few times when we really have to. But, like, whenever we're with the Shadow Hunters, no. Nah, they got big computers, and they're, like, using satellites. They have satellites, they do right? They have satellites. I don't know if we ever actually discussed this throughout there. But they, they definitely have either have hacked into or have launched their own satellites. Oh, yeah. I mean, in the books, they do have these little things that look like cell phones that are called sensors. Yeah. But they're just, like, demon trackers. Well, yes. And, like, you... There's also a lot of things where people are like, oh, they have an earring. And when they touch that earring, they can talk to their friends psychically. I'm like, yeah, it's a walkie-talkie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I know what you're doing there. I mean, there's a, there's a core item in D&D called the Sending Stone, which, <laughs> like, I've seen so many now where – because originally that item is just, like, once per day you can use the message sending. Where they're yeah. like, no, no, it's a like, – It's a walkie-talkie. Yeah, you can talk back and forth through it. I'm like, yeah, it's a walkie-talkie. <laughs> Because it is, because you know, you want certain things. Um, I did figure out when I was rereading City of Bones. Yeah. I figured out where the police thing came from. Okay. I mean, yeah. Okay. So um, once Clary reconnects with Luke. Yeah. Which is after, it's after Valentine has kidnapped Jace and Hodge has ran off into the night. She's mm-hmm. like roaming the streets, um, gets picked up by the wolves. Yeah. They have a hideout. And they're actually in the second precinct. Like, it's a police precinct. Yeah. But from the outside, it looks like a Chinese food restaurant, the Jade Wolf. And usually when people call them, they just ignore the phone. Yeah. But sometimes if the cubs are bored, they will actually deliver really good, like, fried rice. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah. Um, so that's obviously, like, that's got to be where their brains went. <gasps> but Maybe. you want to you know a fun Luke fact? Sure. Okay. So as we know... Valentine tricked Luke into becoming a werewolf. Yeah. Because he definitely knew that Luke had a crush on um, Jocelyn. Yes. And then Luke becomes a werewolf and Valentine's like, you better kill yourself. Yeah. But instead of killing himself, Luke runs away into the night. Yeah. And he accidentally becomes the head of a clan. <laughs> yeah. Because happens. he's like, kill me. Yeah. But then he actually kills the guy who tries to kill yeah, him. Yeah, because he's in, in charge instincts. of the clan. Yeah. And he does that for a while and then he's like, no, I got to find Jocelyn. And he doesn't really know where to go. And then he's like, I can't reconnect to the shadow world too closely. But I do know that the very disgraced uh, shadow hunters from the circle are in New York. So maybe if I go to New York, there's like not a big shadow hunter presence there. And (laughs) maybe I can just like 
yeah. you start to figure things out. Maybe I can connect to the underworld. Makes sense. And then he runs into Jocelyn at like a farmer's market, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And then they reconnect. They have their whole thing. And then Jocelyn gets kidnapped by Valentine. And Luke's like, oh, no, I can't be a lone man anymore. And he goes and finds the nearest real wo- werewolf pack. <laughs> And he beats, he kills yeah. the leader. So he's the leader of the pack for a week <laughs> when Clary finds him. I mean, he's like, oh, I got, well, he, he was like, well, I got to get a crew to go get Jocelyn. Like, that's what he was. He yeah. was like, I got to get an army to get Jocelyn like, back. What's the easiest way to get a crew? I guess the way I did it accidentally last time. And I, I love that fact about Luke. Yeah. Luke in the books is a completely different person. I mean. Than yeah. Luke in the TV show. More than anyone. I, I, I think. I think a lot of what comes out of this is that when they, like, we know that that first season had, because they changed the showrunners from the first season to the next mm-hmm. one. And I do feel like that person had a lot of very strong ideas. I think some of them were from the movie. Um, but I think also, and this this goes into everything I said beforehand about, like, they don't they don't want to go that into magic. Mm-hmm. Although that didn't leave in the Shadowhunter when they left. But it does feel like they were someone who was like, I want to make a TV show. And then they, but or at the time, like what was hot is weird because they're all they're always yeah. Popular. Cop dramas are always hot. Yeah, he was like the cop drama because that like how am I going to translate this for an audience? Cop drama, and I'm like, okay, sure. Like it's it's a bold choice. <laughs> like I I just I don't know if I yeah yeah yeah. Um, I will say though, Isaiah, Isaiah Mustafa is phenomenal as Luke, even oh, yes. though he's a totally different Luke than in the books. The Luke that he created in the world he was in yeah really works well no i mean i would say he was perfect for that luke like yeah. if you compare him to like the books like and only like not only that i have no specific problem if they really were like let's make him a cop rather than um like bookstore, a bookstore owner. owner but the thing is they made everyone a cop they did make <laughs> they, everyone a they, cop. they didn't make luke a cop they made everyone a cop <laughs> Uh, something I think we should do because we're getting toward the end of like, ten, yeah. like you know, less than 10 minutes left is something that we uh, kind of talked about. We brought up last time but never really got into, which is the fact that this uh, this series ended right. I mean, right before the ending with a very, very classic teen drama moment, a time skip. Skip a forward one, one year. A one year time skip. And from what I remember, it shattered your mind. <laughs> Yeah, it sure did. So what? So what's what's your what do you think about this time skip? Okay, so we skip forward a year. When we come back, Alec is the new uh, Inquisitor. Yep, Alex is Inquisitor. Jace is essentially what Hodge was. Yeah, he's teaching people at the institute. Yep. Simon's now a deputy shadow hunter because that's what they do with the. Yeah. Worlders? yeah, it's just like um, in Riverdale when they were like, "Hey, those gang members can be deputies." <laughs> I mean, I think it's a good way to like be like, let's get more downworlders involved in this because they specifically have the Praetor not be yes. shadow hunter friendly. So um, Luke and Maris just went to Mexico, but he's yeah. also a part of that. Yes. Um, Clary somehow, despite the fact that her mom is dead. Yes. And her dad has disappeared into the ether. Yeah. And she's uh 18 or 19 yeah has been able to just and has disappeared for an indeterminate period of time um yeah i i think i might say two years max max two years i will tell you very specifically um city of heavenly fire says that the entire book series takes place over six months that there's no way that happened because we have holidays in, in the tv show so i would say 
I mean, a year and a half was what I thought was realistic. A year um, and a half makes sense if it's six months in the books. Yeah, but the problem is essentially that there feels like there's too many. I think we didn't go into that deep, but there's some holidays. They, they showed us a lot of the Jewish holidays that like couldn't math out if yeah. you tried to math I, them. I, I think let's split the difference and say a year and eight months. Yeah. Cool. So Clary yes. has disappeared yes. from the face of the earth yeah. for a year and eight months. Her mom has died. Yes. Her dad has disappeared. I don't think these angels. Not her dad. I'm, I'm, I, her I, dad figure. I'm saying from I'm I, I I'm saying from like the outside perspective. What yeah. people are seeing from the outside. Okay, but Claire, how does Clary's brain justify the fact that Luke is gone? Oh, I mean, I think that's something she's still processing. That's why when she chose her art, it's all like. You know, it's her processing things. Yeah, I, I'm just saying. Oh, and Simon is never allowed to talk to her again. So somehow this woman disappears yeah. for a year to eight months. Yeah. Everyone connected with her is missing. Yeah. Dead. Simon is actually legally yeah, dead. Yeah, no, Simon's dead. So Simon's dead. Um, Her mom's dead. Luke is, I mean, they could I be like, Luke's they're like, Luke's he's miss, missing, presumed dead. And then she just su- signs up for Brooklyn College and... Brooklyn Art Institute or whatever it's called and then she's just making art who's paying for this how is she affording to live how is this woman not destitute and homeless Um, because she definitely got a scholarship from that school because she was accepted and then she disappeared her coming back was probably national news because Aaron this is true crime like this woman vanished and reappeared and I can imagine the school being a very art like an art school being like we are going we are going to fully fund her journey through the school so that she can you know pursue her art and be a like be a be a person again like that is feels like such a like like a move that feels like so magnanimous that a, a place like this would definitely yeah. do that you're definitely putting a lot of logic on this i am what I I, but i don't like what I just, I don't feel like the show has it set up in that way. Like, when the person is talking to her about her art, yeah. the person doesn't say, like, after all you've been through, or I see your past reflected in your art, is just like, oh, so you like abstract things, huh? And Clary goes, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts in my head that are trying to bring their way to the surface. I mean, realistically, Aaron, if you went to an art exhibit and you knew one person there was pretty, I mean, like... Famous is weird because, like, it's a true it's it's that true crime time kind of thing where there are stuff that happens that's in like insane, wild stuff, and you just don't know about it. So it's, mm-hmm. it, it's possible that woman it's possible that woman does not know. Yeah, it's also possible that that woman does know, and that's maybe not something you broach with someone who has just come back from being kidnapped by someone having her mother killed and has no memory of it. Like, she clearly has, from from the outside point of view, yeah. repressed memories. But, like, logistically, how does this happen? Where does she go? She goes Who to Brooklyn. Who does she talk to? How does this get set she, up? She goes to the police. She goes to the police, and she tells them what happened, and then eventually that becomes news, and then the Brooklyn Academy Art probably contacts her because mm-hmm. she was accepted there, like, and I don't think she ever went by and said, hey, I'm, by the way, I'm rescinding my application. <laughs> she was accepted. Yeah. Van- then that was the last time she was seen and then reappears. So like. Yeah. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and I think 
your argument is realistic <laughs> and logical. <Yeah. laughs> and I think maybe this is a um, a casualty of not having any time. Yeah. But I just feel that if I were writing a show yeah. or if most people were writing a show, they would indicate that in some way with like – flashes of news things maybe instead of jason <laughs> instead of jason said, okay but no, no, like, no, hear what, me what, out. what i'm imagining is that is it she's there it's very sad she's in her dress she's like tears going down and then um screen fades to black and then all of a sudden a spinning newspaper comes flying up to the screen <laughs> and it says lost woman found and you hear these like news reports of these 1950s pe- people just being like hot, hot news coming out of new york a woman who's been missing for a year and eight months or maybe maybe a year and t- two years we don't really know has fi- finally reappeared and she's she's getting back into her life in the brooklyn academy of arts i mean <laughs> you're mocking me but like let's be real <laughs> To be fair, she doesn't even, like, she's in there with her dress, and yeah. she, like, puts her hands up and is like, why would I possibly be crying? And then smash cut one year later. Yeah. Come on, I, g- give us some indication of how this woman is supposed to be. Because I'm I'm going to be real. Yeah. The way that they presented it yeah. is the way... The way they presented it is as if a magic spell just slotted her back into her life. I mean... Which would work if it were a character like Simon, who's like, you know, home life didn't really... Well, I mean, he'd have to say I'm alive again. No, he wouldn't have to because the magic spell would have just put him back home. But, I mean, why couldn't it do that with with Clary, then? Because everyone's dead. Yeah, but with Simon, Clary... With Simon, Jocelyn, and Luke, and Clary are dead. But that's not his family. You can put him back home. Yeah, Right? And we have seen TV shows... Where the magic spell will do that. Yeah, but with, but, but I mean, like, we, we shouldn't undervalue how much Simon does care about Clary and Jocelyn. Like, he saw Jocelyn as a second mom, and Luke, like, even before it was going okay, on. But, sorry, if I may. Yeah. Because that is what happens to Simon in the book. Oh, yes, you know, and, obviously, yeah. And what yeah. they do is they are able, because his mom and his sister are yeah. still alive and still have the home that he's lived in in his entire life. Yeah, it's easy. You just walk back to it. The show or the book just lifts the shadow world memories. Yeah. Out of his life. And then he actually does get his memory back because, yeah. like, essentially kind of the same thing happens yeah. where they talk him into going to Jocelyn and Luke's wedding. And there, well, there, there, there's, like, holes in your memory yeah. and your memory heals it back up, essentially. And so that I buy into. I don't buy into how you can make that happen with Clary because the component parts of her life, like her home yeah. and her family, are gone. So, so so yeah, they, they can't magic it. Yes, they can't magic it, so is what I'm saying. So then what I said probably was then what happened what probably i just felt like the reason my brain broke is yeah. because the show didn't do any of that legwork the show kind of did the magic spell thing yeah except that when you think about the magic spell thing the magic ain't magic yeah thing. you know what i mean no i, I do what do know you mean I, I think what what it just like comes down to and this is the thing with anybody um watching things is that different people look at stuff in different ways and for for me i if i saw that i'd be like this feels unnecessary like i mean i mean honestly no i think if it came up i wouldn't say this feels unnecessary but i think it not being there doesn't affect me that much because i because i'm just like yeah i mean she got back to that point did i need to see the the steps she took to get back there no, I don't think for me that serves the ending they wanted to get to. Especially considering how quickly they do. 
oh no, yeah. a year ahead, a year we've jumped a year ahead, and then five minutes later of screen time, she's starting to remember again. I know. Well, that's why it's I'm a bit like, of a cheap. It's, it's a cheap. It's a cheap ending. What I maybe needed was just when they were talking about like stop stalking Clary. Yeah, is Simon saying something like, "Look, it was okay when you read the articles about her." It was okay that you were like checking in to make sure she was okay. Yeah. You can't follow her. Yeah. Like ju- just something where it's like acknowledged that somehow the universe took care of this. Because right now I'm yeah. going, how do you possibly fill these holes? Yeah. And and that's that is that is perfectly because I'm sure you're not the only one who who has who has that. Like I'm I'm sure I'm sure that's you're not the only one who has it. I'm sure I'm not the only one who has this. Like it's just that's the some. Sometimes you just make the decision what it has. I think if they had more time, probably she would have lost her memory at the end of like the second last episode, yeah. and, and you would have had a would full episode. episode. Because then it w- you actually would have had a thing where it's like, well, what's going to go? You, yeah. have, you could have set something else up where you're like, I know we're following along with this, but is this about them getting over Claire? Like they could have done that, but yeah. instead they had to do it in five minutes. <laughs> and it just it, honestly, it didn't work. Pick a different ending. Yeah, I know. I think we should go go, go back to this. The uh, all of a sudden the spinning newspaper the 1950s cast honestly i think i would have liked it more it would have <laughs> i'll tell you this would have come out of nowhere <laughs> it would have been it would, it would have been along the lines of how riverdale ended by all of a sudden going back to the 1950s every show should just go back to the 1950s in their final <laughs> i mean if, why what, not wait Aaron, what if clary she this whole thing she's standing there tears nice dress in a field doesn't know straight face to black lower third comes up and it says 150 years earlier and then it's just five minutes of something unrelated that magnus did um honestly <laughs> yes i that would have been the perfect perfect it's, ending no no is magnus sitting in a in yeah they had coffee shops 150 years ago why oh, yeah. not i mean no they did because yeah. put, put him in london magnus loves london yeah, he's in london which is a guy and he's just like you know what i think in 150 years I might meet a young woman, and then guess what? She's going to lose her memory, and then I'm going to give it back to her. It's like, oh, that's very interesting. Yeah, like a year later, I just found her, and her memory came back. It's like, ah, very good. And then that's the end. <laughs> Look, I, I'm mad. <laughs> to be honest, I'm nitpicking this because I think that the angels telling her she can't do uh, her I'm, magic no, is we, the dumbest thing the show has ever no, come up no, with. We, we, no, we're, we're in no disagreement over the fact that that was such a wild out of left field. It was as wild out of left field as if all of a sudden it became a spinning <laughs> newspaper 1950s um, the announcer man. But hey, we we did it. We looked through this entire series. Um, so I is guess- there? I, I think when I think when it comes down to it, I think we have landed on that the CW moment for this entire series was the fact that they just decided the angels went, no! Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. Dumbest thing ever. So weird. So weird. Probably should have pivoted, just like How I Met Your Mother probably should have pivoted. So speaking of pivoting, um, here we are at the end of the TV show that we watched during the off-season yeah. when Riverdale wasn't on. Yeah, I mean, our, our podcast has always been about Riverdale. It's just <laughs> Riverdale was not on TV all the time. And so um, that means the time has come for some pivoting. 
yes. for us. And yes. so I think we should share what our thoughts are. Yeah. So, I mean, as we said, like our, we mostly did this for Riverdale. Riverdale's done. We didn't want to leave Shadowhunters partway. Yeah. Wouldn't like, that be obnoxious? There. Yeah, that would have been <laughs> so obnoxious. Um, but like moving forward, obviously, there has to be a decision made there. We decided at the very least we're going to take like effectively just consider this hiatus for a while yeah we're gonna take a little um, break yeah we, um, we've been doing you know we've been reviewing weird teen dramas for a lo- years now at this time so we're gonna take a bit of time off uh that doesn't mean that you won't get anything because we're thinking that along the way you might get you know you'll get a few yeah, additional s- some special drops yeah um, we've, we've been doing those tuesday uh streams for riverona and some of them will be discussions about movies movies about uh, teen teen drama movies and so if you're if you're subscribed to the feed those will drop we won't say when because they will be we don't know when we're doing a them bit, yet a bit irregular um um but we'll we'll basically be away from your feeds other than some special drops until likely july once riverona is done off of our calendars once our brains have brain power again yeah yeah so we'll uh and we'll see what the the future brings for that but i think um let us know if you like what we did this episode, reflecting on a piece of work and actually knowing what was in the source material. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you get get back to us. We'll see you, I guess, when we see you. Uh, so, you know, keep keep your eye on the feed. If you say say subscribe, and you'll get those updates when they do. Won't that be exciting? Uh, but until then. I usually just say see you next week, but it's definitely not true this time. Yeah, um, subscribe to Full Circle Theater's YouTube so you can see our beautiful faces and hear what we're thinking about and talking about there. Yeah, and uh, I'll still always be at kevinweirdbooks.com. And I'm over at aflimsyplan.com. And we will see you when we see you.